Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hi. Hello, and welcome back to episode 46, the one where we feel like frauds. And Rowdy, this is going to be with us. <laughs> right. This is going to be so funny because Rowan's on my lap. And while he's not as um, full of speech and full of volume, quite like Rowdy is, that is the perfect way to intro episode 46. Yeah. Embracing the mom life here. Yes. So welcome, welcome back. Um, what? It said cartoons and candy can only do so much. I know. Okay, let's go ahead and do the review. It is from Sherry from Tennessee. This is a binge-worthy podcast, five-star review. Love this podcast. Almost sad I'm almost all caught up. It's like sitting with friends and almost feel like I could just join in. Thank you all. Of course, there's a little bit more and we appreciate it all, but that is the gist of the review and we, we love it. And we're trying to support and sweet with kids. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to rock this baby out. Yeah. So we, we had another topic planned and then last minute I asked Kylie if we could change it because I've talked to so many women in the last week that are feeling imposter syndrome or comparison. What else do you want to call it? Yeah. Well, I was just going to read the definition of imposter syndrome according to Google. It is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. And we all fall into that. And gosh, dang, social media is the worst about making you feel like a fraud. And even yesterday, you know, I gave a presentation for Missouri pork. I obviously sometimes feel like a fraud being on the board of Missouri pork, because I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't chore pigs every day. Like who am I to be on this board and make decisions and have an input, but I am. And I know there's value in what I'm bringing to the table, but like I was the Missouri pork representative to these dietitians and uh, people who are, I guess is the right word. So here I am like, this is what we do on our farm. And I actually said, like, I'm not going to fool you and say that I am a choring day to day doing that kind of thing. But I very much am involved in learning and telling the story and doing the best that I can but I often feel like a fraud in that regard. And even on Instagram or social media, I have to sit back and say, okay, am I telling my side of the story? Because I'm not trying to walk in someone else's lane. Right. right. Does that make no. sense? No, I feel the exact same way. So yesterday I had an interview with, um, Kansas living magazine is wanting to feature me and our farm and stuff. And I'm like, that's so cool. Sorry. Just breaking in there. It is cool. But when I did my interview, I'm like, I was nervous and I just kept thinking to myself, I'm not good at like, why do you want me on here? And same thing though. Like I I'm proud of our farm. I'm proud of being first generation with family history. I'm proud of my social media. And that's like what they wanted to chat about. And I, there was just several questions I wanted to be like, 
you should pick somebody else. Like just <laughs> no, but they picked you, but I so get it. Right. I so get it. Like who yeah. am I to have the honor or the, the job or the, um, I guess honor is really the right word to tell our story and feel like others should listen. Sometimes I feel like, I wonder why people follow me because is it, is it, you know, what part of my story do you like? And, and right. is me telling the story of pork production or farming or row crop production? I'm not sure that I could start the tractor on my own. Okay. Well, and we're just, we're living in a, you and I both, I know you really are right now. We're living in a world of like very unrealistic expectations that we're putting on yes. ourselves. Yes. I know you are trying to do all the things and juggle everything. And he just asked me, what's your next plan for social media? Or like, what's your next big goal? And I just said, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Like, I love my social media account. It's super fun. Like I'm going to continue to share our family. But I said, Jess Norman, I'm just going to keep this with me forever. I just said, I really want to be famous to my family. I said, we have a lot of really big, exciting things happening on our farm, like together. And I, I want to be a better mom. Like I'm in the season of like, I'm starting to get really sad that my kids are getting bigger and I like see time slipping away. And so I just said, I want to be famous to my family. Like, yeah, my social media is fun and it's like a perk, but I have no big plans for it. Like I, I think you he was roll with the punches. For, I think he was hoping for an elaborate answer. And so then he, when he talked about goals, I said that, you know, like Bart and I have these big goals for our farm and we're wanting to leave a legacy for our kids. And then I'm like, gosh, dang it. I have done some stuff though. I'm like, did you know I had a women in ag event? You know, like we just discredit like so many things because they're not what we see other people doing right now. So because my women in ag event, is over, I see like people going to these retreats and doing this and doing this. And I'm like, well, dang, I'm, I'm just a loser sitting here working through H2A workers. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hard, so hard sometimes. And to the point that you made, you did this big women in ag event, you're sitting on your County Farm Bureau board. Um, there's all of these things that we're doing that make a difference that maybe we just don't look at as grand and uh, incredible. And, and we're looking at other people thinking the grass is greener on the other side, but right now the grass is greener where we water it. And where are we watering the grass? Right. And we don't, we, don't, we don't know the bad things happening in their life either. Cause there is bad well, yeah. stuff in everybody's life. Well, and that's not it at all. Like, like we've, we've said before, there's obviously that thing of like, man, I want to go to like Natalie Kovarik's retreat. How incredible is that rural rooted, uh, you know, theme and the brand thing that she's doing is so awesome. I want to go to that. And maybe one day I will, but right now I cannot, I cannot even apply. I know. So I got invited to go in Kansas. Like it's six hours away to a, like a little retreat, a three-day thing at the end of May. And I'm already stressing about it. I'm already, I already have anxiety because I'm like, well, what am I going to do with my kids? Uh, school's going to be during planting. (laughs) I know. And I really want to go, but I have anxiety thinking about going to it because of our life. Like I'm the sole caretaker of our children every day. And and I, I'm proud of that. I'm blessed to have three kids that I get to do that. But it's things like that, that make me feel like an imposter. Like, yeah, you're inviting me to this, but what am I supposed to do with my kids? <laughs> well, and doubting your abilities, like the definition said, like we are a, 
gosh. Okay. First of all, we're saying like a lot again. So if you listen to us and you can get through the likes, we sorry, love you. Sorry, Barb. We love you. Yeah. Well, feeling okay we are so strong as women you guys hear Rowan little turd um okay move on I've lost my train of thought he's cooing in my ear I don't I'm not able to finish this train of thought so we you were talking about we as women discredit ourselves well we do to the point that we I don't even know how to explain it that we make our feel people are self feel less than we are because of not doing the things that other women are doing. So the other day I worked all morning on interviews and all this stuff for our business. And I was like boss babying it eight to two, whatever. So then I went to do like the house stuff because well, I'm the mom and the maid and all those things. And I'm like cleaning the toilet. And I started to just get tears in my eyes. Like why why is this making me sad? This is all I, this is all I bring to the table is cleaning a toilet today. And I just discredited all the hours of work I did that morning in an instant. I, I, I I relate to this so much yesterday. First of all, being a stay-at-home mom is really hard. Being a working mom is really hard. Kind of doing both is really hard. And I, (laughs) I've been a stay-at-home, a stay-at-home mom, but before I had help, one or two days a week, we'd have a sitter come into our home. You guys know this, if you've listened and she moved away. And so then we found another young girl who actually happened to be family. She came in for a while. So now I don't really have anyone and it's really been to help out. So I really am truly a stay at home mom also trying to work at the office and do all the things. And I'm be the first one to say it is very hard where I was going with that is that I stay at home moms, moms in general, when you stay at home with your kids, you get a lot of touch time. You touch kids, you uh, put one kid down for a nap and you're immediately going to do stuff with the other kid. And then you're doing dishes and you're touching toilets, like you said, and you're cleaning up. And so last night I decided to spend 30 minutes cleaning up at night versus doing it the next morning, knowing that I would thank myself. I would thank my yesterday self today. And I did, but I sat down and we talked about before that we started this podcast, I still have to go get groceries and there's all of this time and these things that I need to do in my quote unquote free time when I'm not being touched. And I literally just thought to myself, like, is this my life right now? Like, <laughs> where's the break? Where's the I break at? <laughs> yeah. Where, where's the break at? Cause I don't even know how this, I just feel like. I'm trying to do all the things as a mom and a wife. So where does my uh, advocating come in or where does my role at the office come in? How do I do that well plus do what I do every day well? I don't know. I feel like I just got super long-winded on a tangent, but- No, that's how you feel though. How can I say, how can I say, hey, I am a farmer and I do all of these things when I can't get my baby to take a bottle? so I can leave for an hour to have a breath to myself, you know, like, right. Yeah. It's that's real life though. Really. And I talked to a friend and she said that she's feeling like an imposter because she cooks all the meals for their crew. And she said, I have all these cool drone shots and like, uh, pictures of my husband farming, but she said, I don't want to post them because 
Like I'm the meal lady and the mom and the, the everything at home. She said, I don't know what caption to put with those things because I don't do that. And I don't want to be incorrect in what I'm putting and all this. And I'm like, it's our life though. We have to embrace where we are, the position we're in, the, the spot we hold because we still, she's still a farm wife. She's still a business partner just because she wants to post a picture of a tractor and she doesn't run it. That does not make her an imposter. She's probably half of that freaking loan too. So we just, I don't know how you find the balance in it all, but I've been struggling with it myself. Just seeing all the, all these people do grand things. And, and then I just find myself cleaning a toilet and I sit there and think, huh, this is, this is where I'm at. And I get invited to stuff or like that magazine. And, and I had another opportunity and I just, I doubt myself a hundred percent is what it is. I'm supposed to go speak in Minnesota in January and I'm already super anxious and nervous about it. We'll drive to it and then just stop and and see me. (laughs) I know, but like, I want to do all these big glamorous things, but then I also want to back out right away. (laughs) And you also want to not have to ask for help. And, right. you know, be all the things I so get it. I so get it. Asking for help is hard. Asking for help is really, really hard. And that's what I'm struggling with right now is asking for help. And how do I not ask for too much help? Cause that's and my who thing. Do you ask I wanna ask. And who to ask exactly. I don't have a ton of options. Um, and I think there's just a lot of women that feel this way, like the stage of life. So what you have to do is look at things from your point of view. So I tried to start this, this hashtag or this trend on Instagram, talking about the farm wife point of view or the farmer point of view, or whatever that looks like for you. For me personally, it's a farm wife point of view. So if she, your friend wanted to post the pictures of the tractors and stuff, just do it from her point of view. It doesn't have to mean that she says, this is a John Deere 9520 RX pulling. And I run it every day. And this is, this is what we do, you know, put something that means a lot to her. Maybe that's a quote behind it, or maybe that's something it doesn't, we, we shouldn't feel like imposters because we're doing all the things the best that we can. I had someone but else tell me that we, I think that we get so comfortable in advocating or, or we feel so strongly about you on the pork board, this and this, that we discredit that it means a lot for other people to hear those things. We think that nobody cares, but really it's meaning a lot to others listening, whether that's one person, 10, a hundred, a thousand, whatever it may be. We yeah, get and it never fails. It never fails that after you post something or you're really getting having a day where you're like, okay, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be on social media today. I don't have a post, nothing inspirational, nothing. And it will, you'll put something on social media because that's what we do. And there'll be five people that say like, man, I really need to hear that today. Like, thank you for posting that. Thank you for advocating for whatever. Thank you for doing this. And then you think to yourself, oh, okay, well, why did I put so much pressure on myself? You know, it's so silly. We just have unrealistic expectations on as women in general. I truly believe that. I just did a reel yesterday on uh, struggling mentally, which is the God's honest truth. And there have been lots of suggestions for how to pull yourself up out of like the postpartum stuff I'm going through. But I think after reading these suggestions from other women, they apply to real life. 
go outside, get some exercise, do all of these things. You could do that at any point in time in your life. You don't have to have just had a baby to right. pull yourself out of that funk. Out of your funk. Hey, I'm asking a question. Kylie didn't know I was going to ask this, but I just thought of it. So I saw someone post the other day that she wanted to give up. Oh crap. No, I'm not going to be able to think of it. Perfectionist. She wanted to give up being a perfectionist. So I've been thinking about what I wanted to give up. So I want to know what do you want to give up? That's an unrealistic expectation of yourself. Okay. So why don't you answer it first? Since you thought of the question. Okay. I want, I want to give up. I'm very bad about saying sorry, even if I don't feel sorry or if it's like, I just say it. Yeah. I say it all the time. Like, sorry, I missed your text. Even if it was like 10 minutes, sorry, I missed your text. I was doing this. And it's like, why did I apologize for that? Or I just, I over apologize and I'm tired of doing it because then I catch myself doing it. And I think that you're stupid. Why did you just apologize? You're not sorry. You missed that text. (laughs) So I'm an over apologizer. That's what I'm giving up. This is what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> um, I would say I have two, there's a twofold thing. I want to give up not asking for help. So I want to actually ask for help when I feel like I need it rather than just blowing off the feelings that I'm having. And I also want to give up making myself feel so bad. I agree. The asking for help thing, I don't know that I'll ever get over it. (laughs) It's hard for me because I feel like everyone else is so busy already with their own lives that why should they help me? Even tomorrow, tomorrow I'm supposed to go to like the chef alley thing. It's like a, she's teaching you how to like cook supper in one pan or whatever, just like a fun girl's day. And I don't know who to ask for help because Bart's going to be spraying. Bart's family is extremely busy with their own ranch and farm. My mom's the opposite way, the opposite way to drive to get to that other town. And I'm probably just going to be that mom that has her two-year-old at Chef Alley tomorrow. So if any of you women are struggling with imposter syndrome, asking for help, perfectionism, over-apologizing, any of these things we've discussed today, you are not alone. We feel it 100%. We don't always talk about it because it's uncomfortable and we don't want to seem weak, but it is real life and it's there. So don't feel like you need to feel bad. Yes. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I just dropped the baby off in the living room. So (laughs) I can, I can actually think I was just telling Whitney that um, we're going to listen back and with all the kid interruptions and the noise, and we've been muting ourselves each other when we're talking because we have noise in the background, but I couldn't agree more with the fact that we are the, our hardest critics. We, we are. are. We are the people. Yeah. Well, would we, we discredit would we, so much how we feel to ourselves. What I, I feel that way about you. If you didn't text me back, or if you dropped the ball on something, would I be as hard on you as I am on myself? And the answer no. to that almost always is no, I wouldn't be. And I so know. we need to treat ourselves like we would treat others. And that's so hard because Not I know others, I someone you love, like treat yourself yes. as someone you love, love yourself. Oh yes. There's our Ted talk. That's been 
a rambling session, but oh, lots this is something of we both this is something we both needed to get off our chest because we both felt it. Yeah, and I think lots of people do too, and it's not even just social media stuff because that that just plays a role in it, but it's anything in our lives. It's anything in our lives. So if you're feeling like you need a kick in the butt, here it is. We're kicking you in the butt. We're doing the best that we can. You're doing the best that you can love yourself, be kind to yourself and, and tell your story from your point of view, whether that's in your community, whether that's in your family, be who you are. Don't try to be something that you're not. Yes, I totally agree. And be proud of what right. you're getting done. Shit. It's probably more than what some people even dream of getting done in a day. I'm about to start my first load of laundry, which is probably the only load of laundry I'll do today. Whoop, and whoop. it may not get folded or maybe even dried. I may have to start it again tomorrow. Ours is all under our kitchen table. So boom. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. okay. Give me the quote. Okay. The only fraudulent mindset is the belief that you are not good enough to show up exactly as you are. I appreciate that. I'm done being a fraud. I think I'll probably feel this way again tomorrow. So you'll have to remind me, but maybe I'll just listen to this episode. We're going to give up fraudulency. Is that a word? Being frauds. We're going to give up being frauds. That's a good question. Okay. I have, while we're ending this, we'll end this on like a really happy fun note. We went camping last weekend, which we didn't do a life update, but it's been a crap show for both of us. Uh, we went camping and while sitting around the fire, we talked a lot about these things that we do that are different from our spouses or like our spouse's families. So when you make a peanut butter and jelly, do you use the same utensil in the peanut butter and the jelly? I would die if I ate that. So I've never made a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Half the people at our campsite said, absolutely not. We do not stick the peanut butter knife in the jelly. I'm all about using less dishes. I don't think so I would in do our family, in our family, we do peanut butter and we like clean the knife on the clean piece of bread and then get the jelly out with it. <laughs> also. So do you share your utensils and any other condiments or anything like share them what do you mean um like if you spread your mustard with a knife and then do you like dip it in for mayo yeah okay I wipe it off on the bread as well also if you eat sweet corn this is another one that came up do you put salt and butter on it yes do you put pepper on it yes hard yes yeah. Jordan's family never peppers their corn and I'm over here pouring the pepper on and, and it was kind of 50, 50 at our campsite too. We had all of these differences. Uh, my friend's family never ate meat in their spaghetti. It was always noodles and pasta sauce. And it was served as a side dish with hamburgers. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. I told her that I was like, okay, no, I've never heard of that. Uh, what was some other things? One of my friends, they, um, their moms to put mayonnaise on their grilled cheese that's odd too that is odd but it kind of sounds good <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know what else I don't know what else I'm trying to think but that was just some fun stuff that it was it was interesting how we live our lives so differently like majorites were called majorites in our family Jordan's family called them juicy burgers it's different what you pick up and like Lucky what you would make your new family <laughs> what you do I know that is funny you eat cornbread 
now I hate cornbread. Oh my gosh. No <laughs> cornbread. So good. And I bet you my kids have never even had cornbread. Okay. Tell them to come back over here. I'll make them peanut butter and jelly and cornbread. Jiffy. <laughs> no, we, uh, we put jelly in our family growing up and Jordan's put syrup on his cornbread growing up. And so that's one thing we put syrup now on our cornbread. It's, it's, it's like a meld of two totally different things. So like bread, we put honey on ours. What? Like you just eat honey and bread? Like toast. Yeah. Kids, the kids eat like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We eat jelly on ours usually, but, um, Jordan loves honey and so does Rhett. So Okay. That's all. I was just thinking about that. And I, I, I think it's interesting. The difference is you're a horrible example with the peanut butter and jelly thing. Yeah, I am. Good debate <laughs> at the campsite of how we did things, but since you don't eat peanut butter, then it is totally a waste of time. Yeah. That's okay. Other people can <laughs> and pepper on corn. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait for sweet corn season pepper it up. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay let's get off of here. Let's go tend to our babies and toilets and laundry. <laughs> and maybe I'm um, okay. Right, later. later. Bye. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.